What's going on, everybody? Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. It is, man, this is the day that gets me in the Christmas spirit right here. Toy Field, golly, it is a beautiful day here in Middle Tennessee. We're trying to get an iPad set here, Andrew and Kirby. Oh, man, that's a good work. Look (laughs) What's up? What's up, family? We we are all bundled up. Oh, gosh. Who are the guys in... uh, Oh, gosh. Trading places, Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd, Mortimer, and... Yeah, you better ask somebody we're, else. We're, yeah. They're the Duke brothers. Oh, okay. Anyway, we look like the Duke the Duke brothers. All, like, we're just trying to survive out here. Oh, man, this is cool, man. On these cold streets. Yeah, we're, we're good to go. It, it's, it's, you know, at least the sun is out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel so bad. A bit. I don't feel so bad, man. I, I feel bad for the guys in the morning, though. They had the big, you know, coats on and everything. It's a little, little chillier then. But uh, maybe I'll change my tune a little bit later when when the the sun goes down. But uh, right now, not too bad. And we just got here, so I you know we can manage two hours, two to three hours. Well, me three hours, uh, I can make it. We're good. I, I'll just keep running <laughs> in my in my flip flop uh, tennis shoes. What's the coldest game you ever played in this stadium? Because we're at Nissan Stadium, by the way. We'll give oh, you all the details in just a second. Man, coldest game you ever played at? But you Nissan would stadium. probably know that better than I. I'm sure I was there. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Maybe the Cleveland Browns game where it was snowing. I don't know how cold it was, but it was. We were. I was stood by the heaters. That's how I recall. That was in Cleveland, though, right? Yes, yeah. it was in Cleveland, not in Nissan Stadium. Nissan Stadium. I don't remember ever really playing any. Uh, you know, the playoff game was pretty cold. The Bills game uh, that we won there, Music City Miracle, was pretty cold. That but, was pretty uh, cold. Yeah, you know, that was one thing. You know, about playing in the South. I mean, you really didn't get. You know, football weather and then it gets a little chilly and then you know you feel like you know if it's a little breeze or something like that then you know it makes you feel like you had a little more energy to just to stay warm and you run around i never remember staying by the heaters too much though yeah like i probably stand around the heaters a lot more here at the station on toy field day than i probably did in my career yeah yeah, <laughs> which was, you know, 10 years long. Well, I'd probably be standing by the heater <laughs> yeah, yeah. here today. You too. seem a little chilly willy today, yeah, though, Mickey. I am, and I was prepared I, I see mentally. you got the hoodie. I you did. were prepared mentally. Well, I don't know what happened. Your mental spirit got broken. Yeah, 100%. Seriously, <laughs> I got out the Well, truck. you got on the hood Seriously. and the gloves. You should be fine. I know. I'm going to be Watch fine. This. Caroline, she's over there. She has no hoodie, no earmuffs, she's and no gloves. She's my age, though. My skin she's is thin. No nothing but a coat. And, by the way, it's open. She does not have it zipped up or anything, no, nothing buttoned up. And she's like, it's just a good old, nice, you know, winter day here in Nashville. I was never cold when I was young, but the older version of me. Oh, you, oh is, it. so you're saying when we get we get older, because I'm in your category. Well, you're not so long extent, the road as but, me, yeah. so, I can't I, say how old I am, man. I, I, I'm, I, I'm not. Like, I'm not. Cold yet? You're cold, but how long have you been here? I've been here a minute. I went and sat in the sun in the stadium. Oh, uh, I got here a little early, so I had well, to run some errands. So I sat in the sun. You ran, you ran some errands. Well, that that was a mistake by you. No, it was you should have stayed mistake. in the heated car and waited to come in like literally ten minutes before the show. I wanted to acclimate though. I was trying to acclimate. Uh, toy field. Last minute, I got that from Samari Rowe when he ran out of the, to the field. Uh, really, literally two minutes before the first play of the game. Well, <laughs> hey man. I, I should have listened to Samari Roll. He was he was a, one of the all-time greats. He also had the cold figured out. Uh, Toy Field presented by – it's not that cold. Toy Field presented by T-Mobile at Nissan Stadium. We're going to be here, the radio station, until 6 o'clock today. East Concourse. So just remember, if you're in East Nashville and you look at the stadium, you're looking at the East Concourse. Uh, Gate 1 right next to the Titans Pro Shop. Bring an unwrapped toy or a gift for a senior in need. I heard Kirby and Buck discussing this earlier. They also take gifts for, for seniors. 
So if if, mm-hmm. if you've got something that works for that, uh, please bring that. Or if you've got toys as well uh, for kids and for seniors, we're benefiting the Salvation Army's Forgotten Angels. Curbside drop-off is available along Second uh, South 2nd Street. Drive-by, drop off your unwrapped toy or that senior gift. Uh, benefit the Salvation Army's Forgotten Angels. Help us rescue Christmas and create miracle moments for families in our community. A bunch of great sponsors making this happen. T-Mobile, the presenting sponsor, Planet Fitness, Freedom Boat Club, Stone Water, or State Water Heaters, uh, A.O. Smith, Two Rivers Ford, Equipment Finders, Incorporated Clutch today, providing the heaters, Bojangles Clutch, providing breakfast, Uncle Bud's, providing lunch and dinner. So you can actually pick up some food while you're here. We have food available. Uh, also, additional thanks to our hourly toy donation sponsors, uh, Inbright, Credit Union and Golden Oak Lending. It takes a whole lot of work, Blaine, to make a day like this so special. Mm. But really what makes it so special, the sponsors are fantastic. And so are the people who listen to the Oh, zone. our community is the best. Oh. Whether it's, uh, you know, whatever happens here, they always support, uh, whether it's flood or hurricane or any travesty, uh, they always come through. So, yeah, I love seeing the field build up. I mean, I, and I feel like a kid in a candy store, just like it's Christmas for me when I was younger, man. That's how I really feel and seeing all the gifts come in because you can't wait to see all the gifts. And, you know, some of the gifts are wrapped. Some of them are already like, oh, man, I got a bike. Oh, man, I got uh, – what, what, what was that one um, toy called? Uh, you, you would only know this because, you know, me, you, you're a little bit older than me. Is it Stretch Armstrong. What Stretch was, Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, I used to love that. Oh, when I finally got that, man, that was just like the world to me, man. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool event. And uh, just seeing uh, everybody come together. For a great event in Toy Field and all the sponsors to, to get involved in, is, a, is a neat deal. And it's been going on, man, for what, how long? Since 2005, six or so? I've been here since, wow. I've been here for seven years, and it's certainly going strong oh, man, when it, I got here. Yeah. You've been here longer than I have. Yeah, so it's been a tradition. Well, we appreciate all of you who make today so special. If you come by, we'll be here between one and three. You can say hello to us. Uh, yeah, I'll be here to four. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a break. Okay. And then let you go, and I'll, I'll be here by myself, man, and that's going to be horrific, me and Kirby. <laughs> that I don't know how long that's going to last. <laughs> I think Kirby may have already left you. Um, so this is a day of great teamwork. This is a great day of everyone working together for a desired goal. Unfortunately, uh, the Titans needed some teamwork from the Bills last night. They did not get it. In a real NFL football game on earth in 2021, the Patriots won a game throwing it three times in the game. I, I I know the wind was blowing. I get all that. They threw it three times in the game. I, I, I've never – I watched wishbone football at Arkansas State in the 80s. I think they even threw more at three than three times a game. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they – you know, they're a physical team, and they run the football as kind of their base principle. And so when you go into the game, I didn't know this game was going to be actually this bad as far as the weather. I thought it was going to be bad, but not where, you know, you could not throw the ball unless you're a big arm gunslinger like Josh Allen. And even he had some issues there with the ball. Even the last, you know, throw with the guy tipping the ball, that was underthrown, and he was backing up. And normally that would have hit the guy on the post where, you know, the double post route right in the chest. He didn't even make it there. Yep. Uh, so... Yeah, it's one of those games where, hey, you do what's best to win. You knew it was going to be a defensive effort, and they thought that they did enough. And, and enough was the long run by, by Harris there, so, you know, the Alabama kid. So, yeah, that was enough because that was really the only huge big play. Everything else was earned on both sides of the ball. thought it was a really good game, actually, considering uh, all the weather that was going on. A lot of people like to see him slinging around. Hey, I thought the Bills threw it around, uh, and the reason why is because Josh Allen is their best player. And they had no choice. They're, they're running attack, and I think that's the only thing that can hold them up is they don't have a unique runner. 
They got some solid runners, but not anybody special that can actually beat you. So I, I think Allen and their receiving core is the strength, and their tight ends is the strength of that team, and they had no choice but to throw the football. And they had opportunities. They blew, you know, the field goal uh, missed. Uh, so then just think if they would have made that field goal, which was a chip shot, almost like an extra point, they would only needed a field goal to win it. See, so nobody looks back at the whole process, uh, you know, of the game and the missed opportunities. But, uh, you know, in a close game like that with the weather, you can't miss on those opportunities. I think we may have somebody who remembers things that we don't remember. Is, oh, oh you're talking about what I played in? Yes. Is this uh, Carnell? Is that right? Carnell from Antioch uh, on the Marksman Real Estate Hotline says he remembers the coldest Titans game. Is that right, Carnell? Yes, I think it was uh, Christmas night, December 25th, 2000. The Titans played the Cowboys to yes. the division. It was I, 21 I, degrees that night. How, how cold was it? 21 degrees. Yeah, you know what? I do remember that game because uh, the quarterback was uh, maybe like the second uh, right, I think is his name, was the starting quarterback. I may get that and wrong. Also, mm-hmm. And also that same night, I remember they made a national order PA system that Joe Gillum had died. Oh. That who died? Joe Gillum. Oh, wow. Joe Gillum. Oh, man. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely don't remember that part of it, but uh, you know what? I-, I think he's on point. That might have been the coldest game that I recall playing in. I was there. Yeah, and it was cold. <laughs> uh, that- yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to tackle people just to stay warm. So, yeah, if I'm going to be out here, I'm going to get some warmth. It- and warmth means body to body. So I'm going <laughs> straight at you. Yeah, that we, we, defense had a great day that day. Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, we balled out that day. Is this full disclosure? Is that the game you guys thought you were going to warm up and go in and have the red jerseys in your locker? What, did he say it was Christmas Day? Yep. Yeah. Christmas game. Yeah, that was the one. So I, I probably was a little pissed off that that didn't happen either. <laughs> you know, maybe disappointed. But, yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah. Yeah, we put it to him. I, I should have asked him what was the score because I have no idea. But I remember we, we handed it to him pretty good. Yeah, I remember Emmett Smith. It's funny. You remember only a, a bad play. And I remember one bad play in this game. And it was, you know, nothing drastic. But I had him in my sights on a, on a nice little blitz. And he gave me one of those, uh-uh. Right at the last minute, and I said, uh-uh, and missed him. And I was perturbed. I was, ooh, I was mad. Mm-mm-mm. Usually when I get you locked in on my, my radar, you don't, you don't get outside of that radar, and he got me. Uh, but, it, you know, it was in the backfield, so it was something, you know, nobody really paid attention to. It wasn't like it was an open field. But, yeah, that was, that was a, ooh, that was a cold one. It might have been colder than the Cleveland one. But here at Nissan Stadium, yeah, I put it at the top. Great call. Um, Carl says the 2001 last game of the season against the Bengals, rain, sleet, snow. He said, I was wrapped in a blanket on row four. The Titans lost when the Bengals did an onside kick layout, but they pooched it over the line, and the Browns recovered it. He's saying Bengals and Browns, so I don't know. Bengals and Browns. He's giving well, credit to the, both. Well, Carl the Browns was, a, was away. The That's, Browns was away. So uh, I, don't, I don't remember the, the Bengals He started being, with Bengals. I don't remember the Bengals being really cold here in these. Nissan Stadium here at home. And then D. Lee is saying that's the game that they wore the red jerseys. The red jerseys never got worn. Never. No. 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 I think people started being like us and, and, and started imagining that that actually happened because fans were wearing them. And fans think that you guys wore them. No, no, we did not. And right. Yeah. And you've said this a bunch of times, but fans will argue sometimes, oh, no, you wore those. Yeah. No, I, they I, just I said, sold I did, them. I didn't, I didn't forget that part. I did not forget <laughs> what we wore. Now, I may have forgot, you know, like what the score was. Right. <laughs> I did not forget what we wore. So, uh, no, we never wore the uh, red jersey. So, yeah, I'm sticking with the first caller with the, with the Cowboys game. 
I was at that game for sure. I remember it being cold. Uh, Christmas Day. Was it Christmas Day? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think I want to say it was the Christmas Day game. Or if not, it was the day before. Yeah, I think it was Christmas Day. But correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure, I'm sure we got our, you know, our intern looking it up right now. Yeah, me and my hand here. <laughs> my frozen hand. <laughs> Tiny frozen hand. All right, 2000. Here we go. What, 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 what day was it? These, uh, it, was, it was Christmas. It was yes, Christmas Day. Got you got yes, it. It's Monday, December 25th, oh, 2000. Glorious. Yes. Dude, 2000. I mean, we're almost 21 years ago. What? Yes, 2021. That was 2000. And my eye twitched when you did that. (laughs) It's like, what? 20? That was 21 years. Oh, my. Do you you Uh, know how bad you beat them? I told you we had had a good day. You annihilated them. I think we beat them by, I don't remember, like, I don't know, 35-14? It's 31 to nothing. You you guys wrapped up the season Mm -hmm. 35 to 3 over Cincinnati, 24 to nothing at Cleveland. 31 to nothing over Dallas. And then those horrible Ravens came to town, and we know what happened in the playoffs. No, I don't, I don't recall that game. I don't either. Yeah, yeah 31 to nothing over the Cowboys. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they, they, yeah, I told you it was uh, the kid Wright. I, I don't even remember the I mean, name. Anthony wrong. Wright? Anthony Wright was his name. I think that's who the starting quarterback was. Let's see. Because, Anthony Wright? Yeah. He yeah. went. Well, I was on defense, went. so I knew who I went against. <laughs> he yeah. went. Five for twenty. Yeah, that horrible. For thirty-five day. yards. Because he, 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 he <laughs> yeah, the starting quarterback. I can't even remember who the starting quarterback was. Anthony right? Yeah. But, but who got hurt? That's why he was playing. And uh, I think he only played like a half a game before. Oh, let's see. Uh, I know we got to get to break, Lucas. My red nose here on the video. Let's see, oh, Rudolph. I do look like Rudolph. Blaine Bishop had he had half a sack in that game. Uh, That's all I did. Five tackles. <laughs> five tackles, half a sack, and forced fumble. Yeah. yeah you remember that? No. <laughs> no. no they, they still screw me. Every time I look at the stats, I just stopped looking at the stats. Because that five tackles, to me, should have been like ten. Okay. Every game. I'm like, what? I mean, man, just because I was the smallest guy and I was hanging on and he was dragging me, I was still part of that tackle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to try to tackle segment number two of this show again. We're at Nissan Stadium. It is a toy field day. It's a little chill in the air, but that's all right. It's a holiday season. Come by, bring us a toy or a gift for a senior in need, along with our friends at the Salvation Army. We are going to make Christmas awesome for a bunch of people today. With your help, you can check us out on Zone TV. You can see my red nose and Blaine's uh, sunglasses and earmuffs. He looks cool. I look like a popsicle. We'll be right back. Scott Ramsey joins us next. Blaine and Mickey, 1045 The Zone. Thanks for spending your day with us. We appreciate it. Hanging out with us here on The Zone. We're at Nissan Stadium today. Don't forget, Toy Field is going on today until 6 o'clock. Been here all day. We'll be here until 6. Right here on site, taking your donations as we make Christmas great for seniors and for need, along with our friends at the Salvation Army. Just bring by an unwrapped toy or gift for a senior. Put it right out here on our big toy field. We took a picture, put it on Blaine and Mickey's Twitter. So you can see where we are right now. we still got some work to do, but it's looking so far so good. Uh, on this same field, not the same field with the toys, but the one oh, about probably 50 yards from where we're sitting inside the stadium here, going to have the Music City Bowl coming up. Scott Ramsey joins us now, the president and CEO of the Nashville Sports Council. Scott, how in the world are you doing, man? It's almost time for the Music City Bowl once again. I know, Mickey. I, I, I'm doing well, and uh, we're excited after uh, – you know, getting through last year where, uh, 
you know, it seemed like every event was canceled, including the bowl at the last minute last year. So mm. we're excited to kind of get back at it. And we got two fired up fan bases to come and hopefully a great game lined up on the field with, uh, uh, for the fans to uh, enjoy and the players to have a, a full stadium. So December 30th, Tennessee versus Purdue, all fans, of course, already know all about this. How good does it feel for you once, once the matchup is announced? Like you, you've waited in line, you picked your team. <laughs> just once that happens, I know that means you've you got a whole lot of work to do, but just at that second where you think, we know our matchup, let's put, let's put out the information, what does that feel like? Well, uh, you know, Mickey, from being on uh, on this side of it, or at least the school side of it a little bit, uh, it, it's a lot of uh, preparation to get ready for Sunday to announce. Um, there's a lot of dominoes that have to kind of either fall your way or go a different direction, and you got to be prepared for that, for that instantaneous announcement on Sunday. And, you know, once it's done, you're right. The work just starts to kind of turn it around. But it is certainly a relief uh, to kind of be able to kind of then go forward with uh, uh, with your teams and, you got your marketing plans ready, your media messages, your ticket information. Uh, you know, uh, Purdue's coming in today. Tennessee's coming in Thursday. So site visits and planning and all the things you got to turn around to kind of uh, go from a generic um, kind of plan to a very team-specific plan. Um, it, it's a relief, and, it, and it's exciting, too. So uh, uh, we're looking forward to it and, and glad to uh, have Purdue in Tennessee this year. Absolutely. Scott Ramsey, our guest president, CEO of the Nashville Sports Council, TransPerfect Music City Bowl, coming up. <laughs> well, Scott, thanks for coming on, man, uh, during this uh, great time with Toy Field, uh, as we got going on here at uh, 104.5 The Zone. Uh, I, I'm always wondering, how do you guys always get some great matchups? Because, man, you guys are kind of in that sweet spot, man. I always feel like, oh, dang, I want to go to that game. <laughs> uh, we, we tell them that uh, Blaine lives here. <laughs> Man, that's what I tell they, they would run there. I use that. I use that same thing, Scott. That worked with Blaine. <laughs> no. I've heard Mickey use it before, and I thought, wow, if it works for him. It's got to work for everybody. Uh, yes, uh, it does. I, I doubt that. Seriously, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I think a couple things that uh, I hope is the reason why. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I think we've we've built a great destination for the players, the fans, the media, the administrators, and. Uh, you know, I think the schools have a great experience in Nashville. We work hard to make it a great experience. We we have a, a, a party for all the parents of the players that the cities don't have. So, uh, yeah, I think we've, we've worked hard over 24 years to make it a, a great destination. Secondly, I, I think the overall sports landscape here has has um, has gotten to the point that, uh, you know, we're not just a, a sleepy town in Tennessee now, but we're a great sports destination in general. And, and also, I, I think um, – having the SEC Big Ten. Um, yeah. I know Auburn and mm-hmm. Penn State played regular season this year, but they don't play regular season. So, you know, there's three of us in the bowl business that have the matchup, uh, us and Orlando and Tampa. And, uh, you know, I think uh, those brands uh, that we can bring in now um, really have great opportunity for us to, to put some matchups together like we do this year. I mean, Tennessee and Purdue, last time they played was 1979. So, Oh. Um, 42 years of a gap there and two great offensive schools. They're both regional. As you know, Blaine, I mean, uh, I think we'll see a lot of I-65 South traffic, uh, you know, December 27th, 8th, and 9th coming down to spend a few days with us from the Purdue fans. So, you know, we're excited about it, and I uh, really think, uh, you know, hopefully the, the Bulls a great experience and people want to come, and that's helped us with the matchups.
Oh, no doubt about it. Purdue, uh, West Lafayette is only like five-hour drive, so yeah, they'll have some fans down here to support it. I'm always interested in the selection process. Kind of <laughs> take us through, yep. uh, you know, just a quick version of, of what you go through to, you know, make these decisions and how close does it come to, oh, you thought you were going to have this school, and then all of a sudden, the last minute, nope, they went to another boat and you take this school. Yep. Kind of run us through, I guess, maybe the small <laughs> version of that. <laughs> Well, um, I'm not sure how much time we have. Uh, <laughs> no, right. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, think, I think the easiest way to answer it in a succinct way is I'm going to break it down into the two conferences really quickly. On the SEC side, uh-huh. when the college football playoff came, out, came about and they created the New Year's Six, uh, that are either, you know, t- 12 teams either dictated by, by contract, by, you know, conference champions or bowl affiliations or at-large is by ranking. That, that reset kind of how the, the other bowls, like us, um, figured out who we are going to have. And on the SEC side, uh, we created the pool where you've got Tampa, Nashville, Jacksonville, Houston, um, Memphis, and then an alternation in this six-year period between Vegas and, and Charlotte. So really the concept there was they're all geographically in the footprint of the Southeastern Conference. Um, most part, we've got teams that are similar in record, seven, eight, nine wins, somewhere in there, occasionally six wins. And, and lastly, how can we make the matchups intriguing for the fans and the players and also kind of get away from the repetitive kind of uh, things that we were starting to see with, with teams repeating back maybe three out of four years or two out of three years. So within that, it, it is political. Um, it, it is a collaborative effort. Um, and, it, and, it, and we all do the best job we can each year of trying to create matchups in, in each city, and ultimately the conference can kind of weigh in. On the Big Ten side, on a, on a separate track that runs concurrently, um, and the timeline is a little more old-fashioned NFL draft kind of mentality to where we do pick right behind the outback. This year we shared the third pick um, after the, the New Year's Six with, uh, with Vegas, uh, next year we'll have that solo as Vegas rotates into the SEC. So I think the conference affiliations and the way to kind of do that um, is different for each conference. And, and for the Big Ten, I, I think we represent uh, a very accessible, regionally accessible city for a lot of their fans that they don't have in their other lineups with California and New York and, and Florida. So, you know, I, I think um, when you put that together, uh, th- there's no timing, there's no sequence, it all happens um, on Sunday when everything's finalized and those final rankings come out. So it, it's, it's kind of a, it, it's a very stressful week. It, it's a week of highs and lows leading into Sunday. Uh, but as Mickey said before, once you kind of get your teams, you're pretty energized and excited, the teams are, and, and you're able to kind of move forward with the uh, execution and implementation of the event. No doubt about it. I'm sure UT is super excited. We're on with Scott Ramsey, president and CEO of the Nashville Sports Council. Yeah, Scott, this is, it's an interesting thing to get essentially a, a home team for the, for Tennessee. This is their third appearance, but their first since 2016. Uh, that's got to be great for ticket sales and for excitement and just really everything that surrounds it when you can think, oh my gosh, we could, you know, pack the big orange fan base in here as well with this Purdue's. Well, I, I, I think we've been very intentional, Mickey, with, with, with Tennessee. I mean, obviously feeling like it, it, with their alumni base in, in Nashville being so large, you know, not, not doing that uh, too often. Um, right. It's only the third time we've had them in 24 years. Yeah. Um, and, but mm. it, it felt right this year. And I think, I think one of the, the kind of common threads in the conversations that a lot of cities were having, a lot of, 
a lot of universities were having, a lot of conferences were, were, were having was, can we regionalize um, the matchups as much as we can to, to give the fans a chance to attend? Because there was still a lot of apprehension in the market about long-distance traveling, um, especially around the holidays coming out of the COVID and, and all that. So I, I think you saw that really play out with the SEC, and I think it's going to benefit not just the Bulls and the cities, which certainly that's our mission, to fill up our city and fill up the stadium for the players and all that, but I think also allow the fans to follow their teams. You saw South Carolina and Charlotte. You saw Mississippi State and Memphis. Um, you saw uh, Auburn and Birmingham, LSU and Houston, Tennessee and Nashville. So I, I think just the way it worked out this year is going to benefit fans and the opportunity to do that. And, and obviously with Coach Heupel's first year, uh, them bouncing back and a chance to come here um, as they're kind of getting geared up for uh, for his uh, tenure as coach, uh, felt like the right time and uh, a chance really to have a lot of fans here in Mid- Middle Tennessee uh, see see their team play. It's interesting, Scott, because it, 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 you'll always see some national writer who's maybe a beat writer for a, a Power 5 team or traditionally covers larger programs, and that guy will write something nasty about the Bulls. And what that guy doesn't do is talk to literally – anybody from any school fan base who gets to go it's such a big deal like purdue hasn't even made a bowl since 2018 you'll think their fans are fired up to come back down to nashville i just that take is so tired and so wrong about the bowl system i can tell you this it means a lot to get that phone call you know when you make that phone call to an administrator from purdue from tennessee from anywhere that you've made they're excited to get that phone call. I wish people would stop saying the crap that they say about the bowl system. It means something. It is a reward. People love it. Well, I I, I appreciate you saying that, especially from your your taking the school's perspective. And and uh, you know we we try we work hard year round to try to try to make that a great experience. You know, a lot of the players, you know, as Blaine knows, a lot of the players aren't going to play like Blaine did in the NFL. So this is the last time they're going to suit up. They're getting to do it in a in a Power Five rivalry here, uh, they're getting to do it on a, on a on a on the Titans field where they maybe have never seen or get to play. So, from the player standpoint, we understand the importance. From the city standpoint, you know, I've always taken the tack, Mickey, that uh, you know, 25 years ago we built an NFL stadium and we we wanted to put some events in there that was more than just 10 NFL, you know, uh, Titans games and. Uh, you know, we, we took a, a week that was uh, the slowest week of tourism in the, in the year, and uh, we've infused it with a national broadcast with 35,000 out-of-towners, 55,000 people in, this, in a city-owned facility filling up our hotels. Now we've got a New Year's Eve event right behind it. So, you know, from, from what we ch- we're doing on the business platform from the city's perspective, um, it, it's just been a, a tremendously um, a positive event. It's exceeded expectations and and the feedback we've gotten from the fans and players, to your point, has been very positive as well. Big bowl game uh, guy here. That's me. Uh, Scott Ramsey, our <laughs> guest, president and CEO of the Nashville Sports Council. Well, Scott, I, I guess I want to ask you, uh, is there anything else on the dock of the schedule coming to Nashville or what's the current event and then something uh, maybe even uh, close to being done that's uh, coming that uh, no one's aware of? <laughs> I, I, I tell you, Blaine, we, we the next six months are, are maybe as uh, as packed of a, an event schedule as we've had in my 26 years of being here. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. You know, we just finished a, a, a rescheduled uh, rock and roll marathon from April and in November, 10,000-plus runners. We got the bowl game in December. We turned right around January 3rd through 9th and had the U.S. figure skating Olympic tr- selection event and national championships, which 
NBC is really playing up a month before the Beijing games. Um, so we'll select Team USA. We come back and we've got the stadium series event with the Preds and Lightning at the stadium in February. We've got the SEC Women's Tournament in March, and then we come back for the marathon in April and uh, year two of the IndyCar Grand Prix event in August. So, you know, as far as recovery coming out of last year where <laughs> everything was canceled, you know, I, I think what, what our role is in complementing the NHL schedule, the NFL schedule, the college schedules, um, I think our city is as poised to, to use sports as that accelerator uh, as much as we've ever had. Mm. We're going with uh, Scott Ramsey, President and CEO of the National Sports Council. And I guess with all that being said, man, without the community and the fans, so where can they find out if they want to participate even in the Music City or, you know, uh, Bowl, uh, Trans-Perfect uh, Music City Bowl, uh, where do they find out things that they can do to, to have some fun and participate as fans? Well, I think one of the things we've been blessed with, Blaine, has been uh, community involvement, whether it's buying tickets or being a volunteer or uh, just coming out and being being involved in our free events. So on the bowl, jump on musiccitybowl.com. Uh, I think we still need some volunteer uh, positions if people uh, have some time to help us. If not, buy a ticket, come to a great college game. It should be an offensive shootout. Uh, I'll let you guys analyze the football side of it, but <laughs> Purdue and Tennessee yeah. ought to light it up. Um, and then, and then really as we look forward to those other events, Blaine, uh, you know, we love memberships uh, in the sports council. We love volunteers. Uh, we rely upon volunteers. So if people have some time and love sports and want to be involved in the city, uh, we'd love to have them jump on nationalsports.com and, and let us know, and we'll, we'll find a place to plug you in. Man, I know going to the polls as a former player, man, I used to love uh... – you know, getting those gifts, man, you know. So, yeah. hey, man, those gifts, man. You know, you in college, you want every gift, man. So I want to know, like, some of the gift bags and has uh, maybe the NL, I mean, the NLI uh, affected the yeah. gifts or how much, you know, has that even been in play? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And, and I, I think time will tell on NIL uh, of how it's going to impact bowl games. I think this year um, we we kind of dipped our toe in the water a little bit uh, we did have a few athletes that uh, that we sponsored to to kind of help us, um, you know, generate some excitement uh, at, on, upon announcement. Um, and and we're, I think we're going to kind of see how that plays out since postseason mm. in college football is a little different, as as Mickey knows. We're you know we're kind of a third party entity. We're not the school. Uh, we're not a sponsor of the school. And but yet, you know, should we? Can we? And what's the appropriate way of kind of getting? Um, you know, the, the players involved. Um, you know, I, I think from a gift standpoint, to answer your other question, um, I, several years ago, you know, one of the things we've always done is, kind of, is pull the players, and, you know, before the game, after the game. Uh, we actually used Vanderbilt a lot uh, to do that in the early years, and it got to the point where it was really difficult. Everybody wanted technology, uh, playing as you can imagine in college. But, you know, we had to order this stuff in the summer, and by the time we got them all in in December, it, it was obsolete. Uh, <laughs> what we went to, um, Good point. And, and that's true. And, and then you mm -hmm. felt terrible like you're handing the kids something that, uh, you know, two generations ago. So um, what we really went to was the, the gift suite, and, and the kids can then pick what they want. Uh, it's up to date. It's current. Some kids like to shop for Christmas or their family, somewhat gifts for themselves. And we continue to pull the players, and they give us positive feedback on that because they get what they want. And, uh, you know, I think that's the ultimate thing we were striving for. But it, it, was, it was getting really difficult in the technology area to kind of, you know, order stuff 8, 10, 12 months in advance. Mm. We're on with Scott Ramsey, uh, president and CEO of the Nashville Sports Council.
Scott, you guys are absolutely the best in the business, and just you telling all these, you know, background stories and the things that you do, that just, that just proves it. Uh, just one last thing, 2 o'clock time slot. I mean, the only thing I don't like about this, but you're preempting Blaine and Mickey that day. I mean, who can we talk to in these television executives? Oh, no, no we're just going to call the game. Okay, <laughs> there you go. We'll just sit right here on the conference. Boy, that is going to be hilarious. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I was going to say, Mickey, I thought maybe you guys just wanted the day off. You're going to come watch football. Yeah, but but that's going to happen. <laughs> that, for sounds sure. like, that sounds like the best thing, uh, Scott. Yeah, you know, it's a good slot, though. You know, we lead into the Peach Bowl and uh, yeah, uh, come right out of uh, you know, kind of right into where the New Year's Six games. Uh, you know, again, for the city standpoint, it, 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 it's a great time. It kind of dumps out at dinner time, and people can go watch the other game or, or be a part of our city. And uh, uh, we're, we're pleased with that. We're, we're excited about welcoming a new title sponsor. You know, TransPerfect's an international, you know, language translation company all around the world. Hmm all kinds of Fortune 500 companies from phone banks to all the printed stuff you see with different languages. They, they wanted oh, wow. to invest in Nashville as a, as a branding and a client entertainment piece. So we're excited about welcoming and introducing them to the community. And, and no, I, I think they'll be a long, long-time supporter of ours. And uh, we're excited about the year and, and certainly uh, glad to get uh, 2020 behind us. Well, we're fired up, Scott. Hey, thanks for the time. Great stuff. Uh, National Sports Council just continuing to do the uh, the best work around here, around this city and this region. Thank you, sir. Looking forward to the game. Great See matchup. you guys. If we Appreciate don't talk it, Scott. to you, Merry Christmas. Yes, sir. Same to you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Scott Ramsey, God, like, just listen to that guy talk. All the stuff they're doing, it's just fantastic. I'm fired up about this game. Yeah, Nashville's the it city. It is the it city. Yeah. Golly, what a, and we live here. We're sitting right here in the middle of it now. We part of the it. With the dot on the eye. <laughs> <laughs> we got to put the dot on the eye with one last segment. Uh, normally we do game balls. I'm gonna give, I, I want to uh, give one game ball to a player for something cool that he did, but then I want to tell him, you can never do that again. And I want to get your well, thoughts. Well, we got game balls and they didn't play? Just one. It's for a college player oh. who's going to be in the NFL, but he could never do what he did again. Join the game ball. I'm going to ask your opinion next. Blaine to Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, Toy Field, yeah. our big, 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 big day for this radio station, collecting toys and gifts for seniors as well. We're at Nissan Stadium on the east side gate. Bring by an unwrapped toy or a gift for a senior. Our friends at the Salvation Army will make sure someone gets it, who needs it. And um, we're going to be here today until 6 o'clock, 104.5 The Zone. It is uh, just, this is the day that always puts me in the Christmas spirit. If I'm not there yet, I know this day will always do it, Toy Field. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're trying to help everyone rescue Christmas and create a miracle moment for the families in the community. Right, Mickey? Absolutely. <laughs> well said, sir. Uh, well, well said. And uh, uh, your toy means a kid wakes up and there's something under the tree. You know, Man, you, you, That is really sweet. You taking the time to do this means a kid gets up on Christmas morning and has a gift. That's how special this is. So thank you again to all of you who make this possible. People have been streaming in. Uh, since we've been here today. So normally we get game balls on Tuesday. There was no Titans game. So I wanted to bring this up because this is one of those things where a guy figured out a loophole in the, in the rules of college football on the fly, and he scored a touchdown. But I don't know if – I think something will happen and it will never get to oh, happen again. Oh, this, this, oh, this was uh, yesterday my ding-dong, but I never got to tell it, I think. I know. Yeah. 
You're talking about the quarterback from uh, Kenny Pickett. Yeah, Pickett. That was my ding dong was for the safety who just stopped. <laughs> and to be honest, go ahead and finish what you're going to say. Yeah. Well, no, that was it. He, it was a great play. It was in the rules, but I think college football is going to have to do something. And if you just happen to be doing something else, maybe you weren't watching college football. The first score of the game, Pittsburgh beat Wake Forest. Uh, this was. Uh, in the first quarter of the game, he takes off running. The guy's mobile. He's going to be an interesting quarterback prospect in the NFL. He may be first yeah, he's quarterback up, he's, you know, top five Heisman. So, yeah, he, yeah, mm-hmm. in the Heisman finalist, he takes off running, and he gets to the safeties, and he goes like he's, he's on the dead run, and he bends backwards like he's going to slide. And then he just does it and pops back up and runs right around him. And so those guys are so used to guys getting ready to slide. I mean, I guess they just froze in the moment. Well, he just kept going right around them. I think college football is going to have to say, like, next time if a guy fakes, just wherever you fake like you're going to slide, that's where you're down. I, they may have to make a rule about it because I've never seen anybody do it. It didn't sound like it was planned. I think he just did it. Yeah. Well, here's what I'll say about that. I do not like the idea of changing the rule because of one play. Yeah. Number two, the guy stopped like he was in practice. He stopped, and that's why Pickett did what he did. Yeah. The guy stopped literally 12 yards away from him. He wasn't like up on him, literally, where he was about to hit him. He stopped with a gap. Like, I mean, it probably was at least six yards. And so that gave him a chance to say, oh, man, he's not. You could see him slow down. You could see him kind of react like, oh, this play's over. And then all of a sudden he said, well, I'm not going down. And I'm going to just keep going. Right. And he just ran outside. So, no, I think you got to finish to the play. Uh, maybe they give a little more leniency if you touch a guy before he goes down. Right. As long as you don't use your head or anything like that to spear them. As he's sliding. I know everyone is saying that, that they should change the rule. If we're going to change a rule because one guy stopped because he assumed that a quarterback was going to go down, then we got issues. No, I think they should keep the rule the same. Uh, so that's why I was giving the ding-dong to the D- D- DB. Because he should never stop. The play is never over until the guy is down. Right. You cannot assume anything. Do you think we'll see more quarterbacks maybe try this? Uh, maybe, but all it takes is one time somebody get, you know, blasted. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you gotta, he just read what the defender was doing mm-hmm. and he saw him slow down from afar and he's like, oh, he thinks I'm going to go down. So I'm going to fake like I'm going to go down then I'm going to just keep on running. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't think they should change the rule. You're trying to protect the quarterback at some point, you know, the rubber meets the road and, and you know, you haven't seen a lot of players getting penalties, hitting quarterbacks when they slide. So, nah, I, I'm just not a big proponent of that. It, it, well, first of all, I never liked that rule. But now that it's implemented, then don't change it back. No, uh-uh. Because somebody faked? Nah. nah. That's part of that sh- gamemanship of the game. I just figured, though. It's boy. no different if you fake pump a ball and the guy jumps in the oh, air. Sure. And then you come and then run with the ball. That's the same thing. It just feels like as reactionary as things are, I wouldn't be surprised if they looked into it. No, everybody is saying it, so yeah. I'm not shocked. But I'm the, I'm the guy that says... I go against the trend of what everybody's writing and saying because it makes no sense to me. You changed it for a reason. Why go back? One play? Really? Well, if that's the case, then every time a receiver pushes a DB, that should be offensive pass interference. Well, they never call it. Yeah, they never call it because they want to see points on the board. So why would they change this? They, they don't want people hitting the quarterback. And they want to see points on the board, so this is another reason to hurt. Oh, that. they'll love that, right? So no, I don't keep think it up. Change it. Keep don't, scoring. Don't, don't change the rule, college. Now they'll do the opposite and do what you say. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But I'll say this: it was within the bounds of the rule, it like was. you said. The guy's ten yards away and gives up on the play, and for him to be athletic enough 
to have his legs bent sliding and pop back up and keep going? Well, I mean, you act like he was, uh, you know, like he was. It was, a, it was still a pretty cool play. Yeah, but, I mean, he wasn't like uh, Stretch Armstrong there. Oh, I, I don't mean, know. I watched he, it in he slow was, just, was pretty good. I'm going to show you what he did. He just ran at him and just did hey. like that. And, nope, like that. And then just kept running. He don't didn't don't do blow it. your shoe out again. I, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, my Air Jordans oh, classics. Air Jordans. Walks yep. up. Yeah, blown up. And then that's what happens when you stop and break like, like Pickett did. Boom. And then you blow out your shoes. You so, Zion those things today. Yeah, yeah. You like Zion. You blew the ball. <laughs> yeah, perfect, I pulled a Zion. Perfect tape to them. Yeah, yeah. On TV. yeah I, got, I, I, I busted out, you know, collector's <laughs> item <laughs> shoes. These are like 20 years old. They look like they're brand new except for when they got blown out. Yeah. You got any glue? That's what ha it happens when, you know, I got that, that, that vert and that pressure. <laughs> you yeah, got any right. glue? If you got any shoe glue, bring it by. We need some repair for the hip I'm like, are you kidding me? I jog up in here and this thing blows out. All right, we asked this question earlier on Blaine and Mickey Twitter, and we want you to respond to this. You can hit us up on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline, 615-737-1045. The Titans have five games left. What do you think they do in each of those games? We are going to go through those five games. A bunch of you have weighed in already. Win or loss each of the last five games. You want to call in and take part in that? Phone lines are open again. 615-737-1045. It is Blaine and Mickey, 1045, The Zone. <laughs> 